0: Citizen The Arrival Chapter 31 By November of 2003, Tracy had been living in Columbus with Harry and Lynn for six months. He hadn't found out what God wanted him to know, and as the days grew shorter and colder, darkness closed in. At the time, Tracy worked with an accounting firm that did oracle assessments. Shortly before Thanksgiving, Tracy's supervisor lied to a client about what the company could do for them. When Tracy traveled to the job, he found himself in a situation that would compromise his integrity, and that Tracy's supervisor thought he would go along with it. Instead, Tracy told the client the truth and quit his job, and there were other demons at work behind the scenes. Tracy spent Christmas and New Year's in West Virginia, sipped apricot moonshine, and groused with Moody. When Tracy returned to Columbus, he got another contract he knew was placeholding, and winter deepened. To Tracy, an antagonistic attitude grew along with the piles of snow. No one seemed to understand him, and Tracy's frustration was held captive to whatever reason he was supposed to be in his father's house. The chill of the endless gray days wore on him, and by the end of January, Tracy was incensed with God. "'Okay, Lord,' Tracy said,
1: "'I've been here nine months. If a woman can birth something in the natural in nine months,' Surely, you can birth something in the supernatural in the same amount of time.
0: There was no answer.
1: Now, I'm not trying to put a time limit on this, but my parents are also men and women of God. I'm tired of leaning on them,
0: so you need
1: to birth this thing fast.
0: More time passed, and nothing happened. Nothing was unveiled other than Lynn's frenzied preparations for Harry's surprise birthday party. Finally, on the last Sunday of January, Tracy and Lynn went to Pier 1 to get finishing flourishes for Harry's party. Tracy smelled a biscotti candle as he spoke. "'Repeat after me,' he said. "'Thank you, Father, for my perfect job, my perfect house, my perfect body— And my perfect spouse." Because he was angry, Tracy replaced the candle on the shelf before he answered. "'After months of not speaking to me,' Tracy said aloud. "'You choose Pier One?' Lynn turned around at the end of the aisle. "'Did you find something?' Tracy was too upset to hear her. The store went away, and it was just he and God who had it out.
1: I just sat in church for two hours," Tracy griped,
0: and spoke to you every night for weeks. Who are you talking to, Tracy? Lynn asked. She now stood next to him, but Tracy didn't see her. He continued as if he was by himself, paced and spoke a little lower than a yell which made Lynn look around to see if anyone else noticed.
1: We were just in church.
0: And Tracy was sarcastic.
1: You could have come down with a choir of angels to tell me this. The whole congregation would have gasped and adored you. Or you could have sent that annoying angel with the clipboard. But no, you choose Pier 1? Are you done?
0: he asked. I don't want to be. Tracy said defiantly. But I am. Repeat after me, he said again. Thank you, Father, for my perfect job, my perfect house, my perfect body, and my perfect spouse. And Tracy obeyed, albeit grudgingly. Thank you, Father, Tracy repeated aloud.
1: For my perfect job, my perfect house, my perfect body, and my perfect spouse. "'Good,'
0: he said. "'Add that to your prayers.' "'What does that mean?' Lynn asked. "'Spouse.' Tracy realized she stood in front of him, but ignored her for a moment. Instead, Tracy repeated the prayer again to make sure he had it, but softly and to himself.
1: "'Thank you, Father, for my perfect job, my perfect house, my perfect body, "'and my perfect spouse.'
0: "'And Lynn was stunned into her Georgia accent. "'Well, I ain't never seen nothing like that before.' "'And she said it loud enough to turn a few heads. "'Seen it plenty of times in a church pew. "'I even fell out a few times in the aisle myself. "'But I never seen the Lord speak out here in the open. "'Shoo!' "'A week later was the first Sunday of February.' and Pastor Sam had an unusual sermon. Tracy had been a member of the youth group since he first attended in 1981. Pastor Sam was an unassuming man, who ended up serving Christian assembly for forty-one years. He had a high forehead, nicely combed hair, and a plump face that always seemed to be smiling, even when he preached on serious topics. "'Good morning, everyone.' "'Pastor Sam said, "'Good Good morning. morning,' the large congregation said. "'They were many faiths, although primarily from the Christian and Jewish traditions, "'as were Pastor Sam and his wife. "'I realize this may not be what you expect this morning,' Pastor Sam said, "'but I am going to do what the Lord told me to do.' "'And Pastor Sam took a seat.' THE CONGREGATION STAYED QUIET FOR A MOMENT, AND WONDERED WHETHER HE WAS GOING TO PREACH. THEN PASTOR SAM SPOKE LOUDLY FROM HIS SEATED POSITION. "'FOR THE LORD IS GOOD, AND HIS MERCY ENDURETH FOREVER,' PASTOR SAM STATED. THE CONGREGATION WAITED. "'FOR THE LORD IS GOOD, AND HIS MERCY ENDURETH FOREVER,' PASTOR SAM SAID AGAIN, AND A FEW JOINED HIM FOR THE END OF THE PHRASE. MORE JOINED ON THE NEXT REPETITION, UNTIL THE ENTIRE CONGREGATION STATED THE CONFESSION IN UNISON. FOR THE the LORD Lord IS is GOOD, AND HIS MERCY ENDURETH FOREVER. AFTER FIFTEEN MINUTES OF THE MANTRA, PRAISE BROKE OUT IN THE CHURCH FOR THE NEXT HOUR, AND THE SERVICE WAS DONE. That night, Pastor Sam held a Super Bowl party for members of Tracy's youth group because a prophecy had come true. Before Tracy returned to Columbus in 2003, it was prophesied the children would come home. Tracy was the first, and many of Tracy's generation followed. Some were finally out of college or had finished their master's degrees. Others had moved away, but for one reason or another they came home to live with their parents. Pastor Sam and his wife were sensitive to this and hosted a Super Bowl party at their house. Tracy went early to meet with Pastor Sam and vented.
1: "'Why am I stuck here?'
0: Tracy asked.
1: "'All he said was, "'My father's supposed to tell me about the family bloodline. "'Instead, they look at me like I have three heads.' which I feel like I have. I'm not used to this. I've been on my own for years. Granny and Moody could use the help, especially Moody with his wheelchair rather than be a bother to mom and dad here. With my experience, I can find a job pretty much anywhere. I just want to move on. Why does God have me here?"
0: Pastor Sam looked at Tracy. Then he picked up his Bible from his desk. He flipped through to Psalm 2710 and read it to himself. Then he set the Bible down and left it open. From my experience, Pastor Sam said, I can't move on until I've done the last thing he told me to do. Now, usually, I am the one delaying God, but this is a little tricky because it involves your dad. "'Why
1: can't God just tell me himself?' Tracy said. "'He tells me everything else.'
0: "'I am sure he has a reason,' Pastor Sam said. "'But see if this helps.' And he picked up his Bible and read, "'When my father and my mother forsake me, "'then the Lord will take me up.' Tracy was comforted a little by the Scripture EVEN THOUGH HARRY AND LYNN HADN'T FORSAKEN HIM. THEN AT THE PARTY THE YOUTH GROUP PLAYED A GAME BEFORE THE SUPER BOWL, AND THINGS STARTED TO MOVE. IF YOU COULD BE ANY TREE IN THE FOREST, PASTOR SAM ASKED, WHAT KIND WOULD YOU BE AND WHY? SOME DECIDED TO BE AN OAK FOR STRENGTH, OTHERS WERE APPLE OR PEACH TREES FOR THE FRUIT THEY WOULD BEAR. After a while, Pastor Sam asked Tracy directly.
1: I'd be a forest of bamboo,
0: Tracy said decisively. Why bamboo? Pastor Sam asked.
1: After you plant it, Tracy explained, It takes ten years before you see anything, because the roots grow unseen. Finally, when the shoot appears, they can grow three feet in a single day. Even if you cut it down, another stronger trunk shoots up behind you. The roots are so deep and well-connected, nothing can stop them.
0: Pastor Sam smiled. A few nights later, Tracy heard him in a vision. Give me 49 and I will give you 50, he said. But Lord, Tracy said, I have a $50 bill. Just take it all. No, he said. I just want you to give me the forty-nine. I do not want you to do anything for the fifty. Tracy had no idea what that meant, but was glad he finally heard him. The following Sunday was Harry's sixtieth birthday. The surprise Lynn had been planning since Tracy arrived was about to be revealed, and the whole church was involved. Before the party, and for secrecy, Tracy and Brian went to pick up a dark black man from Barbados, and a lovely blonde white woman from England. They were the main surprise for Harry's birthday, and were great faith friends of his father's. The couple introduced themselves when Tracy and Brian picked them up at the hotel. "'But you must call us Uncle Peter and Aunt Melody,' Peter said. "'After all, you are Harry's sons.' Harry's birthday party was a great success. Then, for the next week, Peter and Melody had a great visit with Tracy's parents. Tracy had to work, but he came home early in order to glean as much as possible from Harry's guests. Melody was a prophetess in the church. She saw Tracy spiritually, and both Peter and Melody were practical about God, like farmers who pushed seed into the ground. Tracy had never seen God's word used in such a way, and Peter and Melody were just as fascinated with Tracy. Like her name, everything about Melody was sing-songy and bright. Peter was cheerfully British, even though he was from the Caribbean. He spoke about everything from being angry with God, to casual discussions of the bliss of marital sex, which made Lynn blush. After dinner one night, Melody said she talked with God all the time, just like he was standing beside her. I know people think it's odd, Melody sang, when I'm carrying on seemingly by myself as I ride the tube, but that's how I hear back from him.
1: So that's what he meant,
0: Tracy said. Melody looked at Tracy with a smile. That's right, she coaxed. Tell us.
1: Muzzle the ox,
0: Tracy repeated, and you won't get results. That's it, Peter said. First Timothy 5. Melody immediately looked it up and read it aloud. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. MELODY CLOSED HER BIBLE, HELD IT CLOSE TO HER, AND LOOKED AT THE CEILING. OUR words SIMPLY FALL TO THE GROUND, MELODY STATED. BUT EVERY LIVING THING CAN FEED OFF OF US IF WE SPEAK HIS WORD AND SEND IT OUT INTO THIS WORLD. THIS STATEMENT MADE TRACY REMEMBER THE LAST THING HE SAID TO HIM. Everyone was quiet, and Tracy's expression caught the attention of the room. His eyes grew more golden, and his smile couldn't be hidden. Just last week, Tracy said, he spoke to me in a dream. And Melody was transfixed as Tracy sent his word out.
1: He said, Give me forty-nine, and I
0: will give you fifty. And Melody got terribly excited. There is only one place in the Bible that forty-nine and fifty are mentioned, she said. And it speaks about the Jubilee. Melody opened her Bible to look up Leviticus twenty-five, and was so exuberant she could barely breathe. It's right here. And Melody stopped on the page. God is talking to Moses. Harry's ears perked up at the mention of Moses, and was reminded of the conversation about the bulls and goats he had with Tracy, as Melody read the text. And thou shalt number seven sabbaths of years unto thee, seven times seven years, and the space of the seven sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubile to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, in the day of atonement shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And ye shall hallow the fiftieth year, and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubile unto you, and ye shall return every man unto his possession, and ye shall return every man unto his family Hmm. then melody looked at tracy god's going to restore everything you lost tracy and she began dancing and he's going to make everybody see it everyone in the house was stopped except the prophetess melody frolicked over and handed her bible to lynn who took it to read the whole chapter. Then Melody went and took Tracy by the hand. "'Would you like to go for a walk?' Melody asked gaily and swung Tracy's hand. "'Sure,' Tracy said, and Melody looked at Peter. Melody and Tracy left for the garage, put on their coats, and walked the circle of the development. Peter came and sat down at the breakfast bar with Harry. "'Tracy told us God told him to come here,' Peter said. "'We think, well, Melody especially, is hearing we need to find out what he needs, and not delay his progress any further.' And Harry looked at Peter. "'I think I know what this is all about now,' Harry said. "'I will speak with him.
1: Hello, everyone. Tracy here. I hope you're enjoying my story. We'll let you know how to support this podcast later. But for now, the best thing you can do is follow us and share it with your friends and family. So if you like what you're hearing, please help us out by telling
0: people about it. And thanks again. The next day, Melody and Peter left for England. That evening... Harry called Tracy in for what would be the last meeting in his office. "'Uncle Peter and Aunt Melody seem to think you are here for a specific reason,' Harry said, and Tracy listened. "'Okay,' Harry said and exhaled. "'This is how it goes. "'My grandfather was called into the ministry. "'His name was Benjamin.' and the Lord told him there would be someone following him in the ministry. I was too young to realize he was talking about me. At that time, my grandfather said, "'Lord, if this is you, bless my firstborn.' God's reply was, "'Not only will I bless your firstborn with a double-portion experience more than what you have, "'I will perpetuate it. "'I will give a double-portion experience of me to every firstborn in the following generations.' "'So my grandfather was able to hear and talk to God.' His firstborn was able to hear and talk to God and do creative miracles. That was my mother, your grandmother, Lucille. One of my first experiences was when I was in college. I came home to visit. Your grandmother always lived in Vandalia. It was a three-hour drive, and it got late. BUT I HAD TO DRIVE BACK TO GO TO WORK IN THE MORNING. I MUST HAVE LEFT OUT CLOSE TO TEN O'CLOCK. SO MY MOTHER PRAYED FOR ME BEFORE SHE WENT TO BED. AN HOUR LATER SHE WOKE, AND THE NEXT MORNING SHE CALLED ME. HOW WAS YOUR TRIP? SHE ASKED. I SAID IT WAS FINE, BECAUSE I DIDN'T WANT HER TO KNOW I HAD FALLEN ASLEEP AT THE WHEEL. "'Well, I was wakened because I saw your car cross the yellow line in the road,' mother said. "'So I stayed up all night praying in tongues. "'Then I told my mother the truth. "'I told her I remembered falling asleep, "'but I didn't remember the last hour and a half of my trip. "'When I woke up I was in my car. AND THE CAR WAS PARKED IN MY DRIVEWAY WITH THE MOTOR RUNNING. AND HARRY STOPPED A MOMENT, REMEMBERING. I KNOW THAT MAY NOT SOUND LIKE MUCH, HARRY SAID. BUT THEN MOTHER TOLD ME ABOUT THE FAMILY BLESSING WHEN I WAS OLD ENOUGH. I MUST HAVE BEEN THIRTEEN. NO, I WAS OLDER, MAYBE FIFTEEN. "'That's how old I was when I met you,' Tracy said. "'My!' Harry said. "'Yes, it was. How about that?' "'Well, Mother told me what I just told you, "'about her father and the family blessing, "'and then she showed me. "'My mother had five sisters, "'and they had a prayer meeting at the house on a Saturday night.' Early Sunday morning, I heard my mother and her sister in the dining-room, praying in the Holy Ghost. That wasn't unusual, but there was a little girl who sat in one of the dining-room chairs. She was the daughter of a friend of one of my aunts. Everyone knew she had one leg that was bigger than the other, and she walked with a limp, When I came out of my bedroom, I could tell this wasn't a normal prayer. When she saw me, my mother turned to me, and the Lord spoke through her. "'This is a witness for thy son.' Then she and my aunt began praying in tongues again. They laid their hands on her big leg, and as they prayed— THE LITTLE GIRL'S LEG SHRUNK DOWN TO ITS NORMAL SIZE. I SAW IT HAPPEN. HARRY PAUSED AGAIN, BECAUSE THE MIRACLE WAS AS FRESH TO HIM AS WHEN IT HAPPENED. AFTERWARD SHE GOT UP AND WENT HOME WITHOUT A LIMP, AND HARRY SMILED. THEN I RAN TO THE CHURCH AND GOT MYSELF STRAIGHTENED OUT, AND I'VE BEEN THERE EVER SINCE. Then Harry looked at his son sweetly. Your grandmother prayed for you a lot, he said. I wouldn't have known that, Tracy said. I remember seeing
1: her when I was little. At that intersection? (laughs) Mom yelled at her, and she pulled out like a bat out of hell.
0: (laughs) Well, son, and Harry's eyebrows went up. I think your mother surprised her and he bent his head forward. But I heard about that.
1: It sounds like you were around behind the scenes.
0: I just never saw you, Tracy said. I stayed away, Harry said. Your other granny made sure of that, but I was around. I kept my distance until you were old enough to search me out, and I knew you would.
1: And now I'm here to search out the bloodline, Tracy said,
0: but then he wanted a clarification.
1: Do you hear him?
0: I mean, like I do? Harry looked at his son and thought a moment. Probably not as often by the sounds of it. But yes, I hear him. Like when my wife wanted to build this house, and they both laughed. I was getting ready to retire. I didn't want to build a new house. But your mother was all about it." Tracy remembered all the strife that went into the real cherrywood cabinets for the kitchen during construction of the house. Then Harry continued. So I fought against it and got angry at God, Harry admitted. I COULDN'T UNDERSTAND WHY WE NEEDED A NEW HOUSE, AND I WENT INTO A BOOKSTORE AT THE MALL. HE SAID, I AM LEADING. AND THEN I WAS OVERPOWERED, TO THE POINT I BEGAN WEEPING. HARRY LOOKED AT TRACY, SMILED, SHRUGGED HIS SHOULDERS, AND HELD UP HIS HANDS. AND THAT WAS THAT. Once I recovered and gave it over to him, there was our house on the cover of a magazine. The contractors fell into place, and before I knew it, the house was built, and we were living in it.
1: That all sounds familiar, Tracy said. I snot and cry at God all the time. Once I stop, he asks me if I'm done. And Harry laughed with his son. "'Then he makes it plain, once I get out of the way.'
0: "'Hmm,' Harry mused, and had another revelation.
1: "'But it sounds like there's more,'
0: Tracy said. "'There is,' Harry said, and began to understand why this conversation was important. "'The house was a small thing, really, and there is a reason my ministry is with the elderly.' tracy didn't understand you see harry said lucille's blessing was creative miracles like when she healed the girl with the big leg but there was more when ben died my grandfather he was in the living room sitting in his chair ben had been dead for a while And my grandmother, Lily, was praying over him, so we stayed with her. Then she was overcome with grief, and asked the Lord, Let me speak with him one more time. Ben rose up and said, It's all right, Lily. And he fell back again into his chair. Then... THE FIRSTBORN OF THE THIRD AND FOURTH GENERATIONS TOOK IN THAT MOMENT OF THE BLESSING. NOW, HARRY CONTINUED, I WAS IN COLUMBUS WHEN MY MOTHER LUCILLE DIED. SHE WAS FAIRLY YOUNG, AT AGE 62, AND WENT INTO THE HOSPITAL FOR A ROUTINE SURGERY. THE NIGHT BEFORE SHE DIED, HER NURSE CALLED THE FAMILY IN, BUT I WAS IN COLUMBUS. THE NURSE CALLED IN THE MORNING TO SAY SHE HAD GONE, AND THAT THEY WOULD LEAVE THE BODY IN THE ROOM UNTIL I GOT THERE. WHEN I DID, I WENT TO THE WINDOW TO PRAY. I THOUGHT OF MY GRANDMOTHER, AND WHAT HAPPENED WITH BEN AFTER HE DIED, BUT THE LORD INTERRUPTED ME. SHE DOES NOT WANT TO COME BACK, HE SAID. Then Mother's nurse came in to confirm this. She told me how tired Lucille was and that she didn't want to come back. And I understood. But all of this makes me think about what Lily said. What do you mean, Dad? Tracy asked. My grandmother only asked to speak with my grandfather one more time. And Harry's eyebrows went up. What if Lily had asked for more? What if she asked for a year? Or his youth to be renewed, Tracy said. Exactly, son, Harry said. Which makes me wonder what you will do. And Tracy smiled at his dad and was at peace. Selah.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. If you would like to purchase the book, Dual Citizen, it is available on Amazon. All three books, The Connection, The Training, and The Arrival, are available in print as well as on Kindle. Dual Citizen, The Connection, is also available on Audible. So, if you would like to skip ahead and see how everything turns out, feel free. But don't tell your friends the ending. Thanks again, and we hope everyone will find their place at the table.